What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is He Said, Ella Dijo with Eric Winter and Rosalind Sanchez. Okay. Alrighty. So, hey. How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good. I mean, I, I'm excited because I just talked to, you know, I was talking to our producers here about uh, this guest that I want to have on. I really hope we can get him because I'm, you know, I've always been obsessed with UFOs. and I have. Um, you have? I think I gave that to you. No. Yes. My life I've been obsessed with UFOs. I was no, trying to do it. I tried to put, it. I tried to produce a TV show three times. Oh, it's been right. set up about because UFOs. Because I told you about it. No, did you didn't I tell, tell me you about, about it. You told me that you Asian saw, aliens. You started you saw, watching that because of me. What? No. no. You started watching that because of me. I don't know, guys. You just think you you've seen well, UFOs, my father and you think thinks, that you. My father thinks that he had an encounter with with a with a little ET phone home, um, <laughs> in Junque, Puerto Rico. He also thinks that he might have been drunk, but he's very. He says that he's very. <laughs> he also vivid. thinks he might have been drunk. He yeah. probably was. No, he 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 says that it was very vivid. It right in front of him. He had a little little person. I'm, I'm actually a little surprised that you've never had one. I feel like that's right up your alley that you would have had an encounter. I know you think you've seen one, but I, I saw feel like, one at the house. I feel like for sure, like the, okay, the guys, aliens been in our backyard. Yes, and you've I was. Seen the so alien. we live up the hill, so we have this view, and I, and I remember at this house where we live right now, my house that I've had for a long time. I am in the bedroom, in my, the master bedroom, and I see this light 
right? Very bright move. And this guy moved. And then he stops, completely stops. And then I'm going, is that, that was weird. That just stopped out of nowhere. And it doesn't feel like it has, it was nighttime, but it didn't look, you know how airplanes have more than one light. It's like there was just one, two, three. Mm -hmm. It was just one light. And then like after 10 seconds, it goes in, like reverse backwards. It went shoom. And I remember saying, Eric, Eric. And I knew that it was a flying saucer on unidentified. What do you care? UFO unidentified flying, flying object. object. To this day, I believe that that's what I saw. I and I was waiting for the next day to see something on the news. Like there was like a sighting or something in California news. and nothing came up. So I was like, oh, that was interesting. So yeah, I've seen one. You probably were on an Ambien or something. And you <laughs> First of all, I don't do Ambien because it does the opposite to me. <laughs> it makes me wired. Like, ah, like I don't do Ambien. Well, look, let's save our UFO stories for when we get this okay. expert, ideally, whose name is Luis Elizondo. I'm have... putting this out. In the... We're talking about this because we watched this documentary over the weekend. That I told you about. This one you did tell me about. It was yes. called the, what was it called? The Phenomenon. The Phenomenon. Really Guys, fascinating. you have to hear, this is something really funny. So we're like, in bed, and Eric decides to put on this documentary about how to manage your money. That's the way. Yeah. He's like, you know, this thing keep, keeps popping up on my feed about um, how to invest your money properly and da, 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 da. So I was like, oh, Jesus, Lord, here we go. So then the thing starts, and it was about like, what, four or five different families or like five different people. Yeah. And then everybody has a, a financial different. mentor yeah. that they teach you how to deal with their <laughs> so halfway through first of all this one falls asleep like 25 minutes into it he's like, like snoring and I'm going here I am stuck watching the freaking documentary about how to manage my money and then like 45 minutes later he wakes up and he's like oh oh, are you actually watching it because I, I thought this was something different this is clearly, clearly not for us and I was like yes Eric no I thought it was something different I can't relate I, to anybody over here it's not <laughs> it, well, it's something you actually probably could have learned but it's probably good <laughs> stuff for you I just yeah, was hoping it, was, it had a bit more of like the um well, there's another one on Netflix called The Explanation of Money that we oh, should God, watch. That fine. might be more interesting. No, no, thank you. But you know what we should talk about was what? the succession finale. Like perfection. Unbelievable. Like the best thing I have ever seen in my life. Unbelievable. I mean, yeah, I don't miss the show. A hundred percent. I don't know if there's a more perfect show that I've seen. It doesn't exist. Like that in a long time. It has never existed. I mean, I don't the, think so. like again, we said it before: the directing, the acting, the editing, everything, the, everything about I can't it. And take I, it. I actually thought it was the perfect ending. I guess we shouldn't spoil anything. No, let's not spoil. But the perfect ending to the family. This to the is show. when you know somebody like an actor is brilliant. You're so they're all despicable people, right? The three siblings are just just bad eggs. But there's one of them that is actually the the worst one. Although no, Shiv, the daughter is evil, but. I, I so much was rooting for him. Like I wanted him to win, even though he's such a bad human being. This guy, Jeremy Strong, played this character so brilliantly that I was like, I actually want him to win. But they all had- And I, you shouldn't feel that. Because throughout the series, they've all had qualities of being God awful. And then you feel for yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, even Roman, it's like he- is he, yeah. he's Roman awful. Just went but him. when he broke down and you realize how just dysfunctional yeah. and sad and broken this guy I is, know. you feel for him. And then even even um, Shiv. No, I despise like Shiv. No, but there was moments where you really felt for her Never. in the divorce. Really? Shiv is awful. No. Shiv is awful, which I think is brilliant. Again, for, some, for she an actress to be able to, to, to basically make you feel all kinds of like ugly, 
I just don't think she was awful all the time. She was I awful. think she had layers of. Oh, I mean, she, she was, did have the affair had, on Tom. She had she a hundred thousand layers. She no, she played this role like, like a right. freaking like she queen. She is the one that cheated on Tom she's first, awful. and then she had. A, she's but awful, Tom is she's also awful. awful. She's awful. She's but awful. Tom is also awful. Tom is awful. But again, once again, an actor playing a role brilliantly because yeah, Tom is awful, but, but he's so funny and so endearing that you're like, you know what? He's also he's also a wounded puppy. Yeah, that's true. You know. Can we talk Such about puppies and Coco, how Coco is thriving and doing amazing and Paralyzed doing amazing? They're both doing great. Oh my God. Well, you've been more this updated was, on Coco than me. I haven't got as yes, many updates on Coco. But. Yes, Kinsey has been phenomenal. Um, so thank you so much, Kinsey. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, oh my God. And then what else? I was going to tell you something else. What was it that we were walking in? Oh, oh because Rosalind still hasn't understood. She hasn't grasped the idea that people <laughs> find her to be too intense. And even our daughter says it like at tennis matches, like you're intense, mom. Even when she doesn't speak, Rosalyn has this, I don't want to call it resting bitch face because you oh, don't wow. have Thank that. Thank you. Thank no. you. <laughs> Thank yeah, you so much. There's a term that they use with people that's called resting bitch face. I don't think you have resting bitch face. That's not what it is, but you definitely have like resting, I might cut your balls off face. Wow. But not bitch face. Okay. It's just more of like, I'm so serious that like people just want to get a crack of a smile. Eric Winter. Like right now, she's very the smiles there, but it's, <laughs> I, it's, it's it's like I'll cut your balls I off. I smile all the time. I am nothing but, but a sweetheart. Uh, I don't understand what is yeah. like. But this whole thing started because we have Carla that we love. She's cooking for us every single Monday, and I believe I've always been nothing but a sweetheart, un besito de coco, una chulería, una cosita linda con Carla. And then we have a mutual friend that she also cooks for that family. Which they're going to be like, Carly's like, I can't believe that that friend told you this. Oh, you're right. I shouldn't should bless this whole thing. Anyway, she was like, <laughs> she didn't think that I liked her at the beginning. And she was cooking at my house very nervous because I she didn't think I liked her. And then one day I'm exchanging texts with her and I sent an emoji. And she was like so happy and so touched. Because that your I energy sent you an emoji. is so intense. My energy is beautiful, number one. Even your daughter has said to you, mom, just... When you're there at tennis, I feel pressure. But that's on her. Even I don't if you, know why but, I'm causing but that. It's on her, it's on Carla, it's on all kinds of people. Like you have an energy that is intense. If there's something that I criticize, Eric, is that I don't like people with dense energy. I don't like that kind of dense the no one's saying frequency. You're dense. I, I don't said like it. intense. You're making it sound like I have a dense no, energy. Dense and I'm a sweetheart. I'm a really good person and I'm very sweet. I'm guarded. I don't open up myself to people like 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 ah. You know what I mean? It's interesting because to me, like if I'm walking down the street and if I'm in Puerto Rico and I go to the mall and people come over to say hi to me and they like want to take a picture, I it melts my heart. I am so I'm so nice because I don't True. really know you now. When you're getting closer to my circle and I'm opening the door for you to enter into my realm, then I'm a little bit more guarded. Everything you just described sounds intense. When I'm opening the door into the circle of my realm, no, you know, when you've entered into my circle, you know what I'm talking about. My don't, energy make a, don't make fun of it. Changes. Yeah, because I'm a little like bit it's more an guarded. Intro to a movie. No, meaning that it's, it might take me a little. It's like Sabella is the same way. Sabella is a, a bit of an acid at the beginning, mm. and then when she realizes, okay, your energy is in the same frequency, frequency as mine. You're, you're I'm going to be funny yeah, and lovely. You're entering your own court. Mother, daughter. It, no, Sabella's issue is a, is a completely different thing. No, Sabella thinks that I what? that I'm no, I'm saying that I you said your daughter you said your daughter is a bit of an acid. Your daughter can have an intense energy as well if she doesn't know you. You're the same way. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Well, anyways, guys, I am so sorry if sometimes oh. people think that I'm serious because I'm actually very pleasant. 
Mm-hmm. I just need to to read you first. Once you've entered, then I'll assess. When you when she lets you into her and realm, then, <laughs> then you'll get the smile after you've come into the realm. Um, oh my Little Mermaid, we saw this oh weekend. God. I feel like this is Siskel and Ebert. Like we're just uh, talking about things we saw. I saw Little Mermaid. We liked it. First Amazing. movie, by the way. First movie we've Amazing. been to in. That's the first movie years. since just after. I just have not because I. Well, Not because I'm worried about COVID, I just didn't want to Six years, because Dylan is five, and he's never been to the movie theater. I just don't care about going to the movies I anymore. I know, it's weird. I As can just actors, watch things. I mean, now because, listen, it was, and we just saw basic, we couldn't get the time to work out for the IMAX experience, but even the basic, like the sound, like the chairs were rattling, like there were sounds coming from everywhere. It was, it was actually a very much different feeling than being How at home. How good is this? Um, Haley Berry? Haley Bailey? Haley Berry? Haley Bailey? Haley Bailey. Haley Bailey. Haley Berry? Haley Bailey. Yeah, Haley Bailey is also great. Yeah. No, Halle, Halle Bailey. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Phenomenal. Fantastic. Yeah. Melissa McCarthy. Oh my God. The the guy, who's the who's the, the who's Prince Cle- Eric? Clearly a British actor, but is it British? Great. Yeah. It has to be, yeah. Phenomenal as well. Yeah. The movie's okay. fantastic. Highly recommended, guys. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. All right, let's do a couple hot topics. Hot topics. Chloe Kardashian says she feels less connected to son due to surrogacy process. I mean, I get it. I get it. I feel like, listen, I'm not a mom. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I didn't deliver a baby, so I shouldn't really speak on this topic. You should talk. I don't, what do you mean? You should talk as a mom. Do you, do you understand uh, what that process might be like? Like, if, obviously you, ha- you didn't What did you cert- say again? That she feels uh, like a little less connected to, the, to her son, given that she didn't go through the birthing process with her son. I, I, again, you're a mom. I'm not. I feel like that makes sense though. I, I, I don't know. Listen, I have two close friends that have gone through, that did the surrogacy mm-hmm. um, route, and they both uh, believe um, that it's almost like they deliver the child. You know, they're like super duper connected, and they speak wonders about the experience. Have they ever delivered a child previously, though? Correct. No, one has, the other, the other hasn't. Okay. Um, and they both like, oh my God, this is my child. I, I don't see it any other way. And I have a dear friend that is a, like a sister to me that had her own and then adopted a kid. And her greatest fear was, am I going to have the same connection as my firstborn? Because it's, she was petrified about how am I going to feel inside when I see this creature that was not inside of me, that is not biological creature. related. I mean, this, this beautiful human being. <laughs> You know, that it's not biologically related to me or my husband. And I have to say, again, in te- with tears in her eyes, she says, I feel like I delivered but this that's child. A, but that's adoption. I think when you're, you know? when you're all in on adoption, then that is your child. You've brought this baby into your life as But then yours. surrogacy, if there is half of it is like, it's either biologically yours or your husband or however you do it, I think there, there should be even a bigger connection. Listen. The only thing I can say, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Listen, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how I, I, I'll feel. I, I'm to be assuming, honest. and I, I can't only speak. Listen, as a man, I guess every child we have has been through surrogacy, right? In a sense, because it's not my child. I'm not what delivering the mean? baby. I mean, as a man, oh. you don't deliver a baby. So I have that would be my experience. If somebody else is delivering the baby, I feel you know, as a parent, extremely connected to my children. Even yeah, though what I'm is not your like sperm? Now that just I'm already wired that way because that's a man, right? She says that it was because she was afraid that if she got pregnant, I mean, if she carried the baby, there was going to be medical complications. So the safest route was to just have surrogacy. 
Like, I wonder if there's a difference if you know that for real, for sure, there's a medical component. So in order for you to have another child, you have to do surrogacy. And it was not because I just don't want to be pregnant again because I don't want to go back to pregnancy and nine months and 10 months and the beating that the body takes, blah, 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 blah. I wonder if you do it because there's no other way out. That's a way um, it's more connected than you knowing deep inside and subconsciously, I did this before because of vanity reasons. I don't know. I don't know what's her case. Well, I she, think she's she saying that it was a medical, medical reason, but she's saying that no. the process felt like a transactional experience. Well, imagine somebody's delivering a baby, you grab the baby, you go to another room. It feels like a transaction. Now, I do feel like, listen, the entire duration of that pregnancy, even though you're not carrying the baby, you're super emotionally attached to that little baby. Yeah, I mean, it's like, even I'm, if it's not, you, it's not you carrying it, the anticipation of knowing I'm going to have another child. I believe you probably connect a lot with the surrogate. I know. And I think also with, in her case, listen, I don't know too much about it, but while they were going through this, he got another girl pregnant. Well, yeah, that's a whole other problem. So you're going through a kind of a pregnancy. Somebody else is carrying your child, but you're about to have a baby and then your partner... They never got married or they did. No. They did. I don't, I don't know. So, I don't so know. and then your partner is actually having another baby with somebody else. So I feel the entire process was a little toxic. And maybe that's the reason why she's like, oh my God. It's like every time she thinks about this, that time, like in hindsight, like mm -hmm. thinking about it back, you know, she's going to be like, that was a crazy time in my life. Yeah. Somebody else is having my baby. My partner is cheating on me. There's another a child added to the equation. So I think she's probably disconnected because it's her defense me mechanism, you know? Oh, kudos to her for sharing her story. And, it, I think know, it's very brave. it helps a lot of people who are going through surrogacy I know she's understand. Gonna, she's going to take a lot of heat by saying a statement like that, you know? So, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. It's good. All right, here's an interesting one. And it, oh, part of this just bothers me, people's comments. What? Beyonce and Jay-Z buy a $200 million Malibu mansion. It's 30,000 square feet. And people or fans or whatever are slamming them because the house doesn't have charm. That they're saying it's like an empty Costco distribution center. What? This is what bothers me. What is? What are people's issues? Like whatever. If this is the house they like, this is what this is what trolls are. Like you're online, you're hiding behind a screen or a phone, and you can type these comments. It's not like Beyonce and Jay Z are going around talking about whoever made those comments about their home that it looks like whatever it's like, I don't understand it. Like if, is 200 million a lot for a house? Of course. But if you can afford it and that's what you want to buy, then more power to you, go buy it. I'm very surprised that you're taking that stance because I would think that for sure you'd be the person going, that's ridiculous. You're spending $200 million. Not real. Listen, I don't that. like people telling you how you should spend your money. We, I guarantee you these two. So don't tell me how to spend my money. Well, it's different when it's in the house and the family and da, da, da. Okay. But I think, and I don't really tell you how to spend your money. I try Neither to advise do. you on how not to waste your money, but different ballgame. Anyway, they, if, if I guarantee you, they donate millions and millions and millions of dollars to charity all the time. Do you know that as a fact? I don't know as a fact, but okay. I will put I will put money down that they donate a lot of money to charity. Who cares if they want to go buy a $200 million house and who cares what the house looks like? If it makes them happy, let them do it. Does it bother you? No. I, don't, I, I, I just don't, don't like people commenting on, on like how the house either. looks. It's like if they have the money, they can do whatever they want. And if their aesthetics 
uh, is that then the, it's probably the, an architectural uh, you know digest like type a masterpiece home. It's yeah yeah it's probably amazing listen judging by the pictures yeah it looks a little sterile it looks a little yeah, soulless but your view is the ocean I know, but just it looks like a like, like a how you call it? like not an airport. Like if you're looking at a from the roof, but inside it's probably like anger. It's probably calling? bitching from the inside. It's probably incredible. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like a home. It feels like a structure. It feels like but a museum. But at the end of the day, looks like a museum that, on the outside. If that's their taste and it's gonna make them happy and beautiful things are gonna happen inside those four walls, then so be it's it. Like I get, now I wish listen. Spend a hundred million and donate, and they do build donate. A, they build donate a enough. school in freaking they Sierra do, Leone, and, but they do do and this. It'll be incredible. They do do all I this. I hope they do. Of I course, hope do. when you're that wealthy, of course you do. It also is good for your taxes when you donate. Like it's good. Like it's like people get mad at, at you know Bezos and Elon Musk and all these people like what they're doing with their money. Stop. They these are self-made individuals. They made their money on their own. Why do people have a problem? They didn't inherit this money. This didn't just get rolled into their bank. You know, Bezos was an adopted kid. He, he's not adopted, fully adopted, but like, you know, his dad took him in and, and uh, his mom and stepdad took him in and adopted him, right? This guy- I don't know his story at all. Bezos got a, a fantastic story. And also he built this empire on his own. Whatever he, the guy donated like $10 billion to climate change. Whatever you want to do with your money, do it. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder, 
But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I was reading today, Russell Brand, you know Russell Brand, the actor Mm -hmm. that was married to Katy Perry. So he has a podcast. I'm assuming a super successful podcast. So I follow him on Instagram. Funny, John Gabriel from Fantasy Island is the one that told me, do you follow Russell Brand? It's super interesting. So I started following him. And he exposes a lot. He's very, very socially conscious and politically involved. And he exposes a lot of stuff. And he's very opinionated about stuff. I think he's brilliant. Anyways, um, I guess whoever approves is it the fda the Mm. cdc i don't know what it is that approves uh, medicines and food and whatever um now they're saying that you know how pharma controls absolutely everything in the world especially in this country right pharma runs the united states of america and there's this new injection now called ozempic is a medication for diabetes that everybody we have talked about it everybody's using to lose weight and it's pretty effective but now they're about to approve or they just approved 
that Ozempic is going to be legal if you any any child 12 years and older that is dealing with obes- obesity, mm-hmm. the parents are able to treat the child with Ozempic, which is a Unle- medication. Something you're on for life at that point, I guess. Huh? So his issue is that it's something you're on for life at that point. And not only that, it's something that it's not, it was not made for losing weight, especially for children. If you want, if you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, and you don't want to control your mouth and go to the gym and do and take a couple of years to get in shape or not even get in shape, get healthy, and you want the easy route, which is okay, you do a Zempic. But a child, exposing a child to a medication, mm-hmm. They play devil's advocate. For it's a all pharma trying to make well, money. I don't disagree with pharma trying to make money, but if a kid has a real obesity problem and it's, I guess, uh, allowed for that age, there's two factors, right? Maybe that is the kickstart they need to get going. I'm talking like real obesity, but the bigger issue that people don't talk about at all is what this country eats. Period. Exactly. What's allowed? So. The, the going the if Ozempic, we're going to talk about obesity, we need to talk about parenting. Not just parenting. Okay. The food, the food and drug. What the things yes. that are allowed to be made in this country yes. to eat. That's the problem. It's like there's so many restrictions and things that are not allowed, even when it comes to cosmetics and and skincare that are not approved in other countries because it's has it's been proven that they cause cancer or or whatever they cause and in the United States it's perfectly fine. So again, we're feeding our kids poison on a daily basis. Well, it's just like the thing I told you that is just coming out now and I I'm going to say this probably, you know, wrong to be specific, but California is very close to passing a ban on Skittles, hot tamales. And I forgot there's like one other candy because it has that red dye mm-hmm. forgot the number in it that's been proven now to cause cancer. And it takes 50 it years took, for them? It took all these years, because right, like we were having these as little kids, right? That's what I'm saying. So it took all these years for them to finally catch up to what a lot of other countries already are doing, which is this has been banned for a long time. What is that, Eric? Let me, and you as, a, as an American, even though Puerto Ricans are American citizens, but you know what? Yeah, we're, you had hot tamales and Skittles in Puerto Rico. No, but what I'm saying is, <laughs> what is it? Even though I'm, Amer- I'm, I'm an American yeah. citizen, I'm Puerto Rican. Yeah. I'm a Puerto Rican you still citizen. Have hot tamales and I grew up in Ireland. I know we did. We did. We did. We did. And Puerto Rico is very Americanized, unfortunately. But anyways, unfortunately and unfortunately. But anyways, my question to you, as a as a true American, born and raised in California, that loves USA, how do you explain all those inconsistencies in this country when it comes to Things that are so elemental this, and it should be so basic about the, the FDA not controlling what kids because eat this and feeding lies. Because things like that before health comes money and finances, you know, the financial of what gets approved by these big companies, these big conglomerates that produce a lot of this crap food, they are, you know, big factors in, in government funding. And I, I think that these companies that want to put out this cheap, easy product it take with this population it's a lot harder to streamline and make he- and have healthier food be out there. They want the cheap, easy, crappy. So are we ever going to live in a world, and in this case specifically, are we ever going to live in a country that is so conscious about the well-being of their citizens that there's drastic, dramatic change? Is that ever going to happen in the United States of America? You're very intense right now. I feel like everybody's out of your realm, and we need to let them <laughs> This is like really heavy. <laughs> 
This is <laughs> no, because think I, about it. I don't it. know, man. Do we all, need all somebody saying, like Miriam Williamson to be that, president? All I'm to saying change is, the mindset. This is what I'm saying is before you pop the Ozempic, put down the hot tamale. That's all I'm saying. All right? That's all I'm saying. Next oh topic. You went deep on that. My God. What are you trying to be uh, one of these controversial podcasts? Like, just no, really, no, you're intense. I'm, I'm just talk- I'm intense. speaking facts. I'm speaking facts. Speaking facts. Isn't that a fact? You're intense. <laughs> All right, let's go to something else a little lighter. No, I'm intense. Quentin Tarantino wow. allegedly paid $10,000 to lick feet. Why is that light? What is your light? I made your light unbelievable. You look like an angel, like like wow. like an aura. And then I look like caca. Look at that. Why, I just said a topic why that was do really interesting. I, why do I light you properly and light me so poorly? Why did you switch gears so quickly? I didn't do the lighting. Anyways, I I, this topic. What do you think about Quentin Tarantino paying over ten k to lick feet? Do you think it's true, <laughs> first of all? Also, I guess, another one. Who cares if he wants to lick feet? Let him lick feet. I can't, Eric. I can't. I guess he licked feet and sucked toes is what they're saying. This is what this guy this, is claiming. This is disgusting. This is what the guy is claiming. It's a staffer. You know what's sad? I'm a never staffer gonna, I'm, from I'm, crazy I'm a girls. huge fan of, of Quentin Tarantino. Now I'm never going to look at him the same. But you don't know if it's again. true. Of course it's true. No, it's a staffer from crazy girls. You think the staffer from crazy girls didn't want to just get some attention on the uh, no. Get in the Car podcast? You don't know what that guy has a lot to gain. By coming out and saying some BS. No. What if it's not true? I believe it. Why do you want to believe it? Can you imagine sucking somebody's toes until they become prunes? Oh, jeez. Just like that visual is like sickening. Do you like licking toes? You have never licked my toes. I'm not a big (laughs) toe person, but I do know there are a lot of people with toe fetishes. And I've been asked, I've been asked uh, many times um on like social media i don't know if it comes up on your stuff but i've what? had it in comments on instagram on twitter like do you like feet did it about feet no there's it's a, it's a thing all it's the a topic. time but like it's, it gets asked there on social media are, all the time there i'm always like pages Dude. and there are websites dedicated no, to feet. no i know foot fetishes are real i'm just saying like people ask they reach out and just ask that all the time on social media i'm like i don't need to talk to you about this stuff it's weird. But I don't care. People it's not, are weird. No, fetishes are fetishes. People, Let's talk about people. Why a lot are people of, so weird? <laughs> not everybody's in your realm. A lot of people <laughs> have fetishes. I don't care about fetish. I mean, like if whatever your uh, fetish is, so be it. I think this guy that came out for Crazy Girls is a, a, a rat. He came out and no, said things he shouldn't have said. He doesn't need to say that in a podcast. I don't know. He's just exposing someone for having fun at a freaking strip club. Like you're already, you work that at Crazy Girls. That wasn't having fun. That was just being weird. That's a fetish. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Anyway. I'll suck your feet later. We'll talk. No, thank you. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. All right. Till next time. Love Bye. you. Love you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to write us a review and tell us what you think. If you want to follow us on Instagram, check us out at isedelladijo or send us an email, Eric and Ross at iHeartRadio.com. He said Ella Dijo is part of iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. See you next time. Bye. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. 
Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 